When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 559 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined, as always, by Stephen Kyle Bracke and Ben Funky Askren. Benjamin, still in Florida, still a Florida man, which can be dangerous. <laughs> you don't. Out on Florida. You love Austin, you don't like Florida. You can elaborate. Oh. Yeah, okay. So he doesn't like the community. Um, well, fortunately for you, you don't, you don't have to live there. It's just, just a temporary time, and you're coming back to your home tomorrow. So um, some some interesting news. I This was sent as a FRL question, but just um, I think it's worth kind of opening the show with. So uh, Chad Leistikow, I think I am pronouncing that properly he tweeted that spencer lee's bid for four ncaa titles could be back on soon he's quote tweeting that jeff goodman who's another journalist who's who said the basketball oversight committee's likely to recommend d1 council vote next week on winter sports getting additional year source it should pass based on precedence with fall sports so i got confused um as i am want to do and was like well i don't understand how because last year was already determined that it counted for for Spencer and all those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Why you know Pat Lugo's not back, et cetera, et cetera. So I was like, well, how does this work? But basically, it's what we had discussed, I think, a you know a couple months ago, where this season that's coming up, even if there's an NCAA championships, will not count, right? For for Correct. eligibility. Last year counted. Last year counted. This year won't. Correct. Correct. Even That's if what they're doing NCAA. with the fall sports, remember? 
No, they did it no matter what because they didn't know what kind of season they were going to even be able to get in. They were planning on having a season, but they wanted to protect the kids in case they didn't have a season so those kids didn't end up like the winter championship in spring championship sports last year. So who's going to be the first and only five-time NCAA champion? Because if someone wins it this year and it doesn't count, then they could go on and win it four more times. Okay, who, right? who are some likely? Yes, who are some likely potential freshman AAs, or who's someone who was Wait. a fresh? What? Would you? Oh, I'm just like trying to process everything because this is not where I thought you. I thought you guys were going to say they get last year back. I no. thought that's what you guys were tell me. No, that's why I I emailed Chad just for clarity. Uh, I'll just wow. read you what he said back. Uh, he, he writes for the uh, Des Moines Register, I believe. Um, he said, as it works for football, I would assume for winter sports, D1 Council goes through. Last year counts, obviously. This year doesn't, but you can compete in what's expected to be a jumbled and abbreviated season. The NCAA championships will likely be protected at all costs. Then Spencer and Marinelli, et cetera, could come back in 21-22 and still be seniors. I could see this opening the possibility of college wrestling's first five-timer perhaps as well. Yeah. Who would it be? So, okay, hold on. So, but that means if you're a college coach, you're going to redshirt nobody what, whatsoever, right? Because it doesn't count. So, why would you redshirt them? It also, so then I'm also wondering there's a whole bunch of kids who didn't start school. We're in October. So, I'm assuming they can't start this late. We're probably, I don't know, five to six weeks past when most schools started. Um, if they didn't do this semester, can they start next semester and wrestle? Like, whole, what the heck? I think so. There, there's definitely precedent for guys enrolling in January mm-hmm. uh, and, and, you know, wrestling. So there's, there's, a, there's a definite possibility that that, that that happens and that that's reality for these guys. Um, so potentially great news. And, yeah, five-timer, Yanni, if he wrestles this year, could be uh, enter that. Well, Makai, yes. Makai, yes. Um, and then any freshmen this year who we think are really good, the uh, a Carter Staraki, who Ben is not picked to win NCAs now that he thinks Kemmer's going seventy four, but he can um, take seven. That's pretty close, though. That's pretty dang close. And if you're top two, you could definitely win. So, uh, yeah, definitely potential for a five time NCAA champion. How about that? That's some um, good news, right? That's why. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to process. So, but if kids didn't do, if kids did not do um, school this fall and say they were not freshmen, right? Um, there's those requirements they have to meet in order, like, you know, 40, 60, 80 percentage of your degree done. So, say, like, someone I know who's a little bit graduating would be Evan Wick. Yeah. Uh, he's not enrolled in school right now. Like, if he decides to then wrestle second semester, will. Is there a percentage he has to meet to wrestle that? Or, like, I guess, I guess I'm kind of fuzzy on all these NCAA rules because I'm not an NCAA coach. Well, I'm not either, um, as it turns out. But I would imagine <laughs> Evan would be far enough along in his degree path, whatever, that he'd be he'd be able to just enroll in January and go. What else is cool is, like, they'll, they'll know next week, right? So they can start making the decisions and arrangements, et cetera, and get enrolled if they want to. It also, you know what, we, we also, we talk about, you know, there could be a five-time champ. How about the four-timers? You know, you think of someone like Dayton, he's got, he, if he wrestles this year, he's got four left. 
you be a five-time All-American, oh. four-time Finals. It's not just the oh. guys that have already won, right? Oh, yeah. Shoot, you're right. It's kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously, this is like trying to wrap my head around the whole thing because I just, yeah, I thought you were going to tell me they got last year back, and then this year still counted was what I thought you were going to tell me. Well, in, in a way, that makes more sense to me. But it really, but it, it's it's too far past that mm-hmm. time, you know. It's too late. You know, Colin Moore, Taylor Lujan, right. Pat Lugo, Brock Zacherl, those guys are, they would just be, they're just totally screwed by the process here. But you know, it is better than nothing, right? It is something, and um, if it enables some of these guys their their opportunities, it's better for none to have the opportunity than. Uh, yeah. Or it's better than none, right? It almost seems like it almost seems weird that it's not going to count against their eligibility because it's like, you know, I mean, the guys you felt most bad for were, well, a couple of them that had four chances of four times, but the guys you felt most bad for were the ones that were seniors that never, right? Taylor Lujan, never All-American. Tristan Moran, never All-American. They were going to get their shot, right? They were really closer. Those guys who had never came, won a national title. Those are the guys you felt most bad for. Yes. Um, and so it almost, it almost does not remedy that, which, I mean, at this point, it's impossible to remedy, and they should have gotten, you know, they kind of should have gotten over it by now because, you know, what are you going to re-enroll in school after you've already graduated? I mean, that would be really strange, obviously. I, I had a special um, uh, sympathy for guys like Aaron Brooks and Spencer who had multiple yeah. red shirts available and wrestled because, you know, their team needed them and – you know, that they would be left sort of empty-handed. But, yeah, yeah I agree that the Colin Moore and those stories are are as um, the finality of it made it worse. But for those guys, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a special thing as well, and I'm glad that they'll potentially be back. So next week and, you know, should pass based on precedence, which means while we were thinking totally zany NCAA season with a lot of good guys not wrestling – now, if you get a free year, everyone should wrestle. No one should Might wrestle. Have- everyone, everyone's going to wrestle their their best lineup theoretically, right? Uh, unless with you've the got. Redshirt. What's that? With the redshirt, is anyone they were going to redshirt? They're going to put in the lineup now. Yeah, they're going to wrestle their best teams. And yeah. the other thing you can do is, all right, let's say I got a stud freshman. I don't know who it would be, but he's redshirting. Oh, I'll throw him in a duel. Right, and maybe he won't be our guy for for conferences because he can't start. But I can give a, a true freshman some matches, and then you know he doesn't wrestle at NCAs and it doesn't mess with his eligibility. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's yeah. I mean obviously like Keegan, I'm thinking about he was obviously going to redshirt. Um, now I, you know why would he? It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. It's going to add some lineup confusion to a lot of teams because where they thought, <clears throat> oh hey. I do this this year. We're going to redshirt this person. You know, like Missouri, well, there's not really a spot for Keegan right now. So if he can beat those guys, I guess he can get in the lineup. And if he can't, then I guess he just stays on the bench and redshirts like he was planning on doing, right? Yeah, but, I mean, for for someone like Keegan or, and other athletes, man, the extra motivation now, like, hey, I, I could fight for a, a starting spot. And someone like Keegan and, and the other tough freshmen could really – you know, make things interesting because, you know, when, when you're red shirting and you're just training for, you know, the Matt town open and then, you know, uh, yeah. other things, I, well, there's no opens this year. Yeah. And there will be no opens this year. It just kind of reduces the focus and the focus would be even further reduced when you consider, 
you know, they wouldn't have anything to train for really. But now if like you could be in the lineup for a free a freebie year in a way, that's like yeah. super juicy incentive. Man, that's kind of, it a few feels people so have uh, asked about scholarships in the Facebook chat and the way that they did it with spring sports last year and the fall sports. Um, if you are a senior and take advantage of this additional year of eligibility, you don't. Uh, they just don't count towards the, the scholarship count. Mm. Interesting. Um, so, thinking about some freshmen. This, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Okay. This this makes me think about. Um, is it is it Kyle? Is it football where they can play a couple of games and still redshirt? They play four games. Okay, that that like this makes me so excited. So I wish they would do that with wrestling, where you know you could throw a redshirt in like two duels or something, right? Where maybe someone's hurt or sick or whatever, and mm-hmm. you could throw a redshirt in there. Like that would be so much fun. Yeah, and think about for Penn State, they could wrestle Robert Howard now at twenty five. You know, there's yeah, not... they were going to redshirt everybody, is what I heard. Before, previously. Yeah, I, I heard similar. And it, it would change things if, if they didn't. So, all right, I'm looking at the big board here. Who who do you think would go as a result of this? Braxton Amos is not enrolled currently. Would he enroll at Wisconsin and then go right away if there was a free year? Why wouldn't he? They're, they're not good at 97, I'm pretty sure. Keegan O'Toole, um, we just discussed. Who would be in his? Who would be at his weight class? Well, he's got I, – I don't even know where he would end up weight-wise right now. Um, he's 65 or 57. Well, you have Mahler, JQs, 4957, 65 is Mahler, JQ, Mako, all of who made the NCAAs last year, obviously. Um, I think they're all ranked top 20 right now. Obviously, Keegan and Hayden have been friends since they were like eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that would be a real shame to knock your friend out of the, out of the, uh, out of the starting lineup. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I watched those two go this summer. I don't really know who wins. I mean, Peyton was home quite a bit. I mean, Peyton's quite a bit bigger than Keegan is. So, um, yeah, I don't know. They, they had some really good goes this summer. I don't know who really wins. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Kennedy, I don't think probably fits with – I think he's a 65. Well, 65 or 74 is Marinelli. Cameron. No, he's beating the one of them dudes. Negatory. Um, though he's really good. Bo Bartlett, he's probably – you know, could someone like Bo go 49 or, or Nick Lee goes up and he goes 41? Yeah. You could see that because it was Verclear in there last year. And it, Verclear could just beat those guys out. Yeah, he's probably not beating RUI or uh, Nick Lee, but Bartlett's not. Yeah. Man, not this beating, makes Penn State's chances. Oh, the NCAA is just trying to screw Iowa, Christian. This makes Penn State's chances so much better. I mean, Iowa was essentially going to win uncontested this year had Penn State redshirted everybody. And now if you think, okay, Penn State wrestles everybody – they have a legitimate shot because they're going to go probably Robbie Howard, RBY, Nick Lee, uh, Berclear, and Berge. I mean, they got to fill in that 57 spot. It's not that great. Then, then Lee, Staroki, Brooks, Beard, uh, Kirkland, but I got to assume he's going to wrestle also. You you would think I, – I still think that's a couple rungs behind Iowa when when you consider – But it's competitive. Gonna, it's competitive. It, it, it juices up. But what, what guys are we adding there that we wouldn't have, I guess – well, Hopefully I heard that Kirkland was going to redshirt. I heard that Brooks was going to redshirt. I heard that Nick Lee and RBY were going to redshirt. So, well, that would have been a lot of people. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. How about the Oklahoma State guys? They could, uh, they could throw Ferrari right in the lineup. Michigan. I think they might. 
John Smith will wrestle a true freshman for sure. Um, yeah. Michigan, yes, because they could. They had that lineup flexibility with the Olympic redshirt dudes. Yeah. Um, what about Cornell? Cornell? Maybe Cornell. Well, I don't. Yeah, Cornell. Cornell. I wonder. Was, was there's th- things a little different? It's not like the eligibility thing. It's like they can only be in school four years, type of thing, right? So, so yeah, they can't be. They cannot compete in athletics as a graduate student. Is the rule, right? Right. So how would they do? So Yanni can't be a five time champ then, because there's no way he could take. He would have to, like purposefully flunk classes. I mean, you know, I would do that if I had a chance to five title. Just saying, Yanni. I, and I doubt I would. I'd imagine, given that the the I see grad transfer somewhere. What would you grad transfer somewhere? What if he grad transferred somewhere? Can you imagine having Yanni leave your team and go somewhere? Else? He would never do that, though. I don't. I don't think. Um, How would he? He's got to fail some classes. Well, he can still. Maybe he's not going to be a five-time NCAA champion. Maybe he's going to say, you know what? I'll just win the four. And make uh, some, so make Jason, some teams. Jason Bryant's in the chat, Christian. He's saying eight semesters, no grad years. So does that mean Yanni could not take fall semester a couple years? Is that what that means? Oh. But that's what they do in D2 and D3. That's what Chaz Tucker was going to do. He had like one semester. He could have like done nothing in the fall, come back in January, and then been their guy for 33. So, yes, you you can kind of play around with it like that. That's what he'll have to do then. He'll have to do no fall semester. Um, and only spring semesters for yeah. a while. We're really putting the cart. Um, <laughs> it can't even see the horse anymore. That's how far ahead of it it is. But <laughs> you know what? Um, sometimes speculation is the most fun. So, I mean, this is fun. I mean, because you just opened up a whole box of options that weren't open to me 30 minutes ago. And so I'm trying to you know, walk through all the possible things that could happen because of it. Well, yeah, it, it went from maybe one of the weakest NCAs ever to potentially the toughest when you consider yeah. everyone's going to wrestle their best lineup, which never happens. No, there's never a scenario where everyone wrestles their best lineup. Yeah, um, never, right? This would, be, this would be the only time. Right. Oh. That there's no reason to not wrestle everybody. You just throw everybody in there and go. Let's do it. Uh, so... Yeah, could be an extremely exciting uh, NCA season, albeit abbreviated and not going to start till January. Would be would be still really exciting. So fun stuff there. Um, good stuff from Jeff Goodman and, and Chad Lystico. Hope I'm saying his name right. Um, cool stuff. Okay, hey Ben, what's up? Bracky's about to boom roast you, dude. Oh, what did I do? Well, it's just you had the really bad take that the NFL COVID tests were fake. Um, totally fake. And the past two weeks have shown that uh, that is just not true whatsoever. Well, got to give you some positive so you believe it's actually real. <laughs> ben, the, Why would they the, do it? the games they are impacting make no sense. Why would Cam Newton, a former NFL MVP playing for the New England Patriots, and their marquee game – of that Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs, why would they have him test positive? I mean, to make it seem more believable, obviously. Oh, my God! Why would they not just – Ben, all right. Listen, your whole thing was during the preseason, 
There were no. Why would they not just have the? If they're going to fake the tests, why not fake them in the preseason? Which there were plenty of positive tests, so that was just not true as well. Fake news, me. Ben's. You got him on the hot seat. He's starting to eat now. <laughs> uh, I mean, we had a game postponed last weekend. The the Titans and uh, Steelers was postponed. Uh, we have a couple more teams having a few positive tests today. The Raiders had one. The Titans are still having positive tests. Another Patriots player tested positive. So all right, all right, all right we get it. They're they're doing a good job of faking it. <laughs> so I'm glad I was on the right side of that one. Yeah, the right side of history. Uh, history will remember Bracky oh. favorably, Ben. <laughs> I tested positive. I tested negative twice this week. Just FYI. Two negatives is a positive in multiplication, so. That is true. That is true. That's the one math thing I know. and I'm not yeah. going to forget it. Okay. Senior Nationals Week is starting Friday. They they changed the schedule slightly. Um, oh. so it's gonna, we're going to be done pretty early on Sunday with the with men's freestyle. But it starts okay. Friday with women's freestyle and Greco. Greco's all uh, start to finish on Friday. Half of women's freestyle Friday, the other half Saturday, and then men's freestyle Saturday and Sunday. How many so, Christian? How many uh, Greco loopholes were there? Because I saw the, I saw the Broad Nagels were wrestling in Greco. Uh, I know they did a little bit of Greco in high school, I think, but I don't remember them doing it the last couple of years. Well, that's what's tough is a lot of these kids did it in high school at some point. But someone like Nino Bonacorsi, I, I, I'm I sniffing that, that one out. Yeah, no way. Well, that one was funny because he was like literally one of the first five people registered in the entire tournament. Like the pit pit threw their name in the for registration. Yeah, yes, for freestyle. for freestyle. And then like a month later comes back and registers for Greco. Like, well, that was going to be really funny because it's going to be obvious, guys, who is doing the Greco loophole because now the NCAA is putting out this legislation that they're going to get the free year. No one's going to need the Greco loophole. Well, it's, it's better uh, better safe than sorry in this scenario and that – you know, we don't sure know for sure what the NCAA is going to decide. An NCAA making a bad decision should surprise no one. Yeah. They're, therefore, cover your bases. So, yeah, um, there's some that, like like a Nick Ramo, he, he was good at Greco. He's a Fargo Greco champ. Mm-hmm. I think Alex Thompson won a Greco title, at least made Greco finals in Most Fargo. Schwartz, he was yeah. good, at Fargo. good at Fargo, good at Greco. Um, Brock Hardy's good at Greco. Ridge Lovett. Nebraska got got a Greco squad. Yeah, because they have yeah, Taylor Nebraska Vince was good at Greco. I don't know if he registered, but he was. They different. have Peyton Robin for Greco. I know. Yeah, those yeah, Minnesota and Illinois both. kids are all good at both. Correct. Both styles. And he was a Paulson kid. So. And yeah, Paulson. So yeah, there's some uh, some pretty obvious uh, loophole guys, uh, AJ Nevels, but I'm here for the loophole. I think it's smart. I'm glad they're doing it. Not, well, the loophole does unnecessary now. Very likely unnecessary. We'll Hopefully, it. knock on wood, unnecessary. Uh, Braxton Amos is, is in Greco. He won a couple of Fargo Cordell titles. Norfleet, I've never seen that guy uh, <laughs> do, do a Greco contest. Really? He's in Illinois. Illinois usually gets all their guys to do Greco at Fargo, so they win. I don't, I don't remember, remember him at Fargo, though, either. Personally. Yeah. I'm sure it probably, probably happened, but I don't, I don't recall him wrestling at Fargo. But yeah, they do make their guys double up. So, okay, exciting stuff there. And do we want to get into, because the seeds came out. And some of them made sense and some of them didn't, but that's okay. It's kind of hard to seed. Where do you see well, Gabe Dean? He's been retired since 20, like 17. Yeah. 
That's just awkward. Dude, can we do picks today? Because I know I'm not going to be able to be on the full show today. And I want to make Bracky do some more push-ups. So I think we do uh, finals picks and champions today. Okay. Also, I won who's number one. Yeah. The prediction contest. Um, I crushed it. I no, killed you he guys. Didn't get, he, he knew his stuff no, there. No, you killed my one match. You killed, killed Piles. was terrible. He should get fired. <laughs> ben, why are you always trying to fire me? <laughs> You only got five matches right out of, out of 14. Uh, CP was 5-9, Ben was 8-6, and six, and I was 9-5. and five. So I guess I didn't crush Ben. You obliterated him. Listen. Brutal. Okay, Let, let's let's pull it up. Let's go over the seeds. Let's do, we'll do finals picks and uh, champions picks, okay? Finals picks. Yep. Does that sounds, work? That right. sounds great. Yeah. All right, so I don't know if... Uh, Tyler, if you want to pull up like the uh, the seeds for weight, we'll just go weight by weight. And yet, as uh, as Ben mentioned, he won't be on the show tomorrow for very long. He may he may say hey from uh, from the terminal, but who's to say if it'll work or not? So we won't be able to have a fully developed preview. So we'll do it now. We'll do these dang predictions. So looking at the uh, top twelve seeds, and again, if you watch the show on video, it'll be a lot uh, better because you can like see the seeds, but. For those of you that aren't, because most of you actually just listen in your car or whatever on, on, on your phone, top seed, Vito Rougeau, two, Cruz, three, Zane Richards, four, Frank Pirelli, five, Jack Mueller, six, Shelton Mack, seven, Sean Russell, eight, Skylar Petri. I'm not going to read all 12. Yeah. Those, those are pretty uh, much the, the contenders there. Although who, Jacob well, Camacho at the 10, I am excited that, about. That's interesting to me. Um that that one's really interesting to me. Camacho? Yeah. Yeah, completely agree. He's he's a there's a few guys I'm, I'm super excited about. Um other dark horses that I like here or you know someone I'm really excited to watch. Dom Serrano's in at 57. Really yeah. liked him in high school. He's at Nebraska now. So yeah. I could I could see him making a little run, potentially pulling an upset. If nothing else, it'll be cool just to see where he's at. You know, Matthew Ramos was a cadet world champion, which is certainly notable. Sam Latona. Oh, yeah. He's in the bracket? How did I miss that? Sam Latona. Nice. Yeah, so a lot of D1 heat here. I still can't even see him. Um, He won a Fargo title, right? Like a really small weight class? I know he had a crazy match with uh, Colin Shriver one year. He ended up losing that one, but yeah, he, I think he did win uh, the next year. He's gotten much bigger, though, since then. And better. Yeah. He's really, really good. Okay. So, looking at this, it's tough to envision. I could see guys making runs here, but Vito Cruz, Zane, uh, I could see like a Pirelli and Mueller maybe knocking off a Zane or a Cruz, but I feel like very confident that Vito's going to probably make the finals out of the. Out of the one spot, what do you think, Ben? Um, I was actually thinking about what him and Jack Mueller look like if Mueller can get by Frank Pirelli. Um, I think Jack Mueller and Vitali is very competitive, if if not almost even. Jack, Jack Mueller, like and Jack and Vito. Yeah, I'm sure they've competed before, right? Yeah, they have. Vito won. It was like nine to six or good, something like that. Really yeah, good match. 2017 uh, Junior World Team Trials. We almost had this match at uh, 
for the on the July twenty fifth card, and then Vito got injured. Or am I beat the streets? Beat the streets. Jeez. Beat the streets. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because they both wrestled at mm-hmm. July twenty fifth. So yes, I I do agree with that, but I think Vito's just he looked really good in in the Alvarez match. Um, yep. I just think he's got a little more freestyle savvy. He's gotten so much better since their their last meeting. Yep. So I I feel strongly about him, but you want to pick Jack Mueller? I, um, I'm, no, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Cruz over Richards in the finals. I'm sorry. Um, I met Cruz over Richards in the semis. I'm gonna go Ruja over Richards in the finals. Hmm. I'm gonna go Richards over Cruz. Is that yes. what I meant to say? Richards over Cruz. Did I not say that? <laughs> no, you said <laughs> okay. you said three different results. None of them are what you meant. I totally blew it. Here's what Richards over Cruz in the semis. Arujao over Richards in the finals is what I meant. Final answer. All right. So Zane has beaten both these guys, both Cruz and Vito, um, as was pointed out to me by I believe Young JD Raider yesterday. Um. I, I, man, but then, you know what? I'm kind of like doing a, a, a twist here with Cruz. On the one hand, didn't look great against Gilman at the end. But on the other hand, he looked really good against Gilman until yeah. he hit the wall, right? And who's going to bring Darian to the wall in this field? Like, it's not going to be, I don't think Zane Richards will, right? Zane's think- kind of one of those guys who's like amazing for like, Five five minutes and then he can like um, yep. struggle a little bit. Um, so I'm gonna go cruise actually. I'm gonna go cruise into the finals, but falls to Vito. So Vito over Cruz in the finals. I'm gonna say Vito over Zane Richards. Zane's yeah. pace too much for Cruz. Darn it! I feel like I'm already one behind. <laughs> End up doing. <laughs> End up doing push-ups. Okay. 65 is going to be uh, totally zany. The, like, uh, so many combinations. We should reserve the right to change our picks um, on the fly if they if they mess with the brackets based on these seeds, right? If someone, or if they don't weigh in. They don't weigh in or whatever. If the bracket is not constructed as we have hypothesized, then it would change our picks, right? So I don't know. I think we have to just stick with it and deal with it, Christian. Okay, well. It'd be too hard. We'd have to reconvene on like Saturday morning or something. Wow, we'd have to like get a group text going. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're right. Corporate will never go for it. Fine, Christian. You can change your picks if you you know have second thoughts on Saturday morning. No, it's got it completely. Uh, the the brackets have to not be like this. Okay. Okay. So the top seeds at 65 are as follows: Joey McKenna, Jaden Ironman, Evan Henderson, Andy Simmons got the four. That is that is something. Uh, Andy Simmons, my hero, Christian. He's my age, still wrestling in these brackets. I know. Where are you at, Asker? Next year. Next year, I got to do Andy it. Andy Thor, Dean Heil, Matt Kalazic, Mitch McKee, Andrew Lira, Sean Falls, Luke Pletcher is the eleven. Yaya Thomas twelve. Man, I'm gonna keep reading because all these names are really good. Uh, Yaya twelve. He was uh, made a run at Junior Worlds. Nick Dardanes. Chad Red, Ethan Lezak, Austin Gomez. That's your top 16. Goodness I, gracious. I'm calling Dark Horse Special, Christian. I'm calling Chad Red over Evan Henderson, round of 16. 
Okay. What do you think? I don't hate it. I don't hate that at all. Hmm. They they end up in some crazy exchange and Chad locks up a cradle. Yep. It happens for sure. I like Chad Red a lot. Someone needs to tell Chad this is like Big Tens or NCAAs. (laughs) He's going to do amazing. And it's not not November. November Chad Red is like not the best Chad Red. This is October Chad Red. Okay, last my last October memory of Chad Red was him winning who's number one, beating oh. Luke Pletcher and uh, I think Lamont. Lamont. So October Chad Red. And isn't there a movie called Red October, Christian? I feel like the there's hunt, a movie called The Hunt for Red October, starring Sean Connery go. and Chad Red. <laughs> yeah. So there could be a submarine situation. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I like that. There's there's a ton of upset potential here. Dude, I mean, listen, 12-5, Kanan stored Yaya Thomas. I will take Yaya straight up there. I'm not even, I don't really? even know. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yaya's really, really good at freestyle. He's really good, period. Um, yeah, well, the I, other one, when you start looking into the round of, in the quarters, like, a Mitch, well, Mitch McKee-Alira is interesting to start out with, but then Mitch McKee-McKenna. Man, I feel like that in freestyle, in folk style, I wouldn't be as interested, but in freestyle, I feel like that's a match. What are you eating? I'm eating some nuts. What's up? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, uh, so, there's a bunch of really interesting... What, Wait, do you, not like McKee, uh, do you not like my McKee McKenna match, or what? Are you distracted by my uh, nut eating? I I love that match. Um, I do think McK- it's McKenna. I think McKenna matches up great in that one. Okay. Personally. Uh, I just, I just don't see him getting Personally. head pinched or gutted. I don't think McKee will be able to like get to his control ties from, from neutral. I just, I mean, freaking McKenna beat Yanni, right? Like he's, yeah, he's just on the lo- on the level. I mean, and, and plus Alira's McKee, as you mentioned, that's going to be a real match. That's uh, so. Uh, who would Luke Pletcher? Luke Pletcher would have Dean Heil round of sixteen. That's going to be a really fun match. I mean, what, what, I think, right? Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I think that's competitive as well. I think Dean Heil maybe gets him. Uh, another one I'm looking at, Christian, would be how about Kolodzik Ironman? There's so many freaking good matches here. That's a really good one. That's, that's you know, super fundamental versus um, super scrambly. They hit. They have definitely wrestled in college, right? Um, hold on. Uh, I feel like Matt. Kolodzik's freshman year, uh, I feel like uh, well, it would have been maybe it was a sophomore. I feel like Ironman beat him at NCAAs, yes, didn't he? He did six two. freshman year, twenty seventeen season, twenty seventeen NCAAs. Jeez, that's a long time ago. Yeah, it is. He was still a Missouri Tiger, Ben. <laughs> well, he's only not been a Tiger for one year. I know. It seems like forever. Man, I. Oh, man. Not understand Andy Simmons as a four seed. He made final or he made the third place match in 2018. Yeah, 2018. I, I don't understand. Hey, the last time he wrestled, I can find, was uh, Sarah Pilato in 2019, and he finished behind Dean Heil. Yeah, I mean, to me, yeah. it's like reward the guys in the streets. I, I understand you don't want like Gabe Dean out of the 16, but at the same time, I don't know. Like, these guys are entering tournaments all the time. I mean, they, it's and it seems like they were sort of selected when they valued like age level stuff and not age level stuff. Yeah. I, I'm 
Maybe, yeah, did they no, put a seating process out Christian and Kyle, or did they just, um, just I'm sure do there, they there was one. I'm sure it was it's somewhere. I haven't seen it. But okay. I know Nomad was pretty surprised by these, and normally he's, like, really good at seed, seed predictions. Yeah. Better so at NCAA, I think, because there's a little more of a formulaic process. Um, man, what, what are some – I mean, dude, a McKenna Gomez – Round of 16, right? Or round of... We've seen Gomez in forever. When was the last time we've seen Gomez? He hasn't wrestled a match since he lost to DeSanto in the round of 12, I believe. That was that was March of 2019. 18. 2019, oh, right? No, you're right, yeah. 19. Sorry. Getting all my years mixed up. So, yeah, been been a while for him. Ah, oh, man, mm-hmm. this, this is going to be the toughest one. This... I love McKenna and Ironman. I, I'm picking. I'm picking McKenna over Ironman. I'm going straight chalk here. But yeah, I, I am too. Could totally see this. Just so many landmines and Ironman. Listen, this dude as good as he is. He will let some dudes get in matches that shouldn't mm-hmm. be in matches with him. Oh yeah. He will. I mean, he got someone teched him at. I think Nick Lee teched him at Senior Nationals. Could be misremembering that, but yeah, he can get that happened. That happened. You're right. Uh, an Evan Henderson type. Now, I think he matches up good with an Evan Henderson, but that guy can score a lot of points as well. Those two are probably um, – you know what I'd like to see, I wish was in this, is Dom Demas. Throw that guy um, in the mix here at 65. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I feel like this is the one that could totally fall apart really easily. I feel like McKenna's actually in a good spot because I do like – you're right, I like his matchup against – well, obviously, Austin Gomez matches up well. And then Makia Lears, I think, matches up well. And then Simmons and Store. I almost feel like the other side of the bracket is much tougher. Because the other side of the bracket, you got Ironman, Henderson, Heil, Kolodzik, Foz, Fletcher. I, I don't know. I feel like that's much tougher. And, and Chad Red. I feel like it's much tougher. Dude, I, I completely agree with you. I think you're 100% yeah. right. And uh, it, I guess it just fell like that a little bit. I'm not sure why. Um but that I would much rather be on the top of that bracket than the bottom. Yes. So it was ten six, by the way, Nick Lee over Ironman. Okay. Oh yeah, he came back at the end. You're right. You're right. You're right. So Nick Lee texts someone, I think. He did. Um, was it Molinaro? Yeah, he might have. We need a wrestle stat for freaking international. Isn't that what a man, John Kozak? Does Kozak do that? Yeah. Uh, um, I. Well, it's, it's for international, but I don't know if that means also for um, domestic. Domestic, yeah. Well, I'll check it out right now. I'm sure he's. I'm going. You what's going up there right now? I'm going to go to the 2019 December uh, U.S. Open. He tenoed Molinaro. Well, that's what it was. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so 65. We're just going McKenna over Ironman. There's no way that happens, right? Uh, I don't I'm know. Already, right. I'm already calling this a bad pick. Yeah. Um, McKenna, man, McKenna has, it felt like he has Ironman's number. It's just like Ironman really has a tough time against him. He's too fundamental. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. Jaden can't generate that neutral offense. Um, yeah. Against a lot of guys, you know, he's, he's so scramble and, and exchange reliant. Yeah, yeah, it matches up well. But you know what? I've seen so many examples of like, okay, this he just matches up bad, and then 
for whatever reason, the other guy just figures out a way to win. And, you know, we also have that element of, you know, we haven't seen these guys in a while, especially um, Ironman. I don't think we've seen since senior nationals, or I can't recall watching him wrestle. So now we're talking um, 10, 11 months later. Who knows where he's at compared to where he was then? Yeah, true. So there's, there's, this is the most, I don't know, maybe 74 is, but I think six, 65 is the most combustible potential bracket. Dude, oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch Ethan Lezak. I'm, I don't care. I think that's going to be fun. And him versus Ironman is going to be totally, that'll be a fun match if he doesn't get like pinned immediately. I feel like Lezak's not good on bottom, so Ironman could lock up something on top and maybe put him away. I don't, I don't recall his parterre uh, defense. Well, I, I think he was primarily a folk style guy most of his life. Like I don't remember him competing a lot of freestyle. Mm-hmm. You, no, you're right. You're exactly right. But doesn't mean I'm not excited for it. <laughs> so yeah, you like you like the upset of of Red over Henderson. I don't hate that. Nick Dardane's over Andy Simmons. Is a definite thirteen over four that could happen. Every you could flip a coin for all these. Gomez over McKenna. Yeah, all these, all these, the lower seeds are going to win. It's going to, it's going to be great. It's going to be Gomez versus Lezak for the title. You remember this? Oh, hold on. Say it again. Can we put this? Can we put this? I said I have an over under for you. Are you ready? Ready for this bet? And we can put it as a point in the dock. Okay. Yeah. Okay, over under, we'll say two and a half. How many nine through sixteens beat eight through ones in this bracket? Mm, over under two and a half, you say? Yeah. In this we'll just in one just in sixty five though, only sixty five. No, just in sixty five. Oh, so there's eight times it could happen. Eight times it could happen. Yep. Hmm. No. No. I man, I'm right there. I'm right between two and three. Red <laughs> Dardanes, Thomas, Pletcher. That's a good shot. Fawz probably can't beat Kalazic, but Aliras could beat McKee, maybe. You know, what? I'm taking the under. Actually, I'll take the under. What did we set it at? He said two and a half. Yeah. Two and a half. Eight, nine through 16s over. I'll say over. Through. It's going to get crazy. I'm going to go over also. All right. I could be on the wrong side of history yet again. <laughs> <laughs> so 74 is maybe as interesting as 65, but it is not as deep uh, as you will soon see. So top seed, Logan Massa, Evan Wick, Anthony Valencia, Ryan Deacon. Uh-oh. David Carr, that's a quarter. Hayden Hydley, Joey Lavalley, and then CJ Brucky, Dan Valamont, Ronigal Headley, Durso, who is out of retirement after beating. That's who, pretty good. Who did he beat? Oh, I mean, Malik. So, to me, my my mind starts spinning when I look at this, and I'm like, okay, who's gonna? How is Logan Massa not gonna win this? And then I have to remember. This dude beat Makai Lewis. He won senior nationals and he just beat Bexod a month ago. It's like, I don't know how you can logically uh, pick against Logan in this. But my my 
I don't know. I just have this impulse to pick Ryan Deacon to win this thing. And it's really? really? Yes, I just want to pick him, but I don't. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to. I'm going to fight against it. But I really want to pick Deacon to beat Carr and then Massa. I just think he's he's so dang good. But I'm not going to do it. Do whatever he thinks I'm going to do. Pretty yeah, good. Well, I think it's interesting that essentially the one, two, and three at 157 pounds last year are now the the four, five, and six. You know, so guys that will kind of get to see a little bit of a finality from what would have been the NCAA's bracket last year is going to kind of play out here with these guys. Right. So what what are your thoughts on, on how you see this bracket playing out? Um, yeah, I, I think, well, I think, uh, I think Hidley Valencia is really interesting. And I think Deacon Carr is really interesting. Um, I'm going to go Carr over Deacon upset special here. I know, I know what happened in Vegas. I'm going to say Carr, Carr got it figured out. Uh, I'm going to go Mass over Carr. I'm going to go Wick over Valencia. And I'm going to go uh, Wick over Mass in the finals. Oh, boy. Here we go. Uh, Come on, Badger Max. What are you doing? Hey, you know, sometimes you got to pick with your heart, not your, not your head. Okay. Um, uh, seating here confused me as well. Um, elaborate. Well, Ryan Deacon won the U.S. Open in 2019 and made Final X beat James Green. Um, that, that's a fair argument. I thought that gave him the right to be the two seed, but um, I guess not. Why would uh, he three seed? I mean, I guess I guess if you had put him over Valencia, you'd also have to put him over Wick because those guys, what they play, uh, fourth and fifth, fifth or fourth and sixth, at, fourth and fifth at the U.S. Open in December. Yes. And I would value winning the U.S. Open and making Final X above those. Yep, that's fair. And I don't. I mean, if you're just looking for seeding criteria too, he uh, went undefeated and was the number one seed heading heading into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, yeah. I I think Deacon and he really, as a result of that, he his draw is brutal. Right. I mean, you have Carr in a quarter, whereas if he were the three, you know, well, it's not much better because you have Hidley. If he was the two, well, the, he'd have Joey Lavalley, which you're feeling. Um, little better about sorry to the tigers but now you have massa in the semis as well and massa is on your side that you have definitely the best guy is on your side of the bracket so i don't understand mate and it that's something that could change but right now you know i'm i think we're that's probably going to be it um hey i looked historically speaking um evan wick is three and two against logan massa has three wins, two losses. So these guys have competed frequently. Well, is that folk style? Yeah, it's folk style. Okay. Well, Logan Massa is better at freestyle. He just won a tournament right. that Evan entered. Um, not just, but in December. Matt's better, obviously. Yes. Let's see where I see what ended up on the brackets in December. Uh, where is Massa at? Okay, so Wicks the three. Oh, I forgot Wick lost to Valencia earlier in the tournament, 9-8. Valencia is an and interesting it, wrinkle here because he's really good. He kind of gets it, – it's tough to – when you're making predictions, remember this is freestyle Valen- Anthony Valencia oh versus folk style Anthony Valencia. They are very different yeah. entities. I'm an idiot. I looked at the April 2019 U.S. Open, not the December one, and Tommy Gant 10-0'd Logan Mass. I totally forgot that. 
in with a four, a two, a two, a one, and a one. Wow. And then Gant, Gant made the Logan Massa. Gant teched him ten nothing. Then remember Gant then only lost to Isaiah Martinez not six uh, four. This is the April of twenty nineteen, not the December of twenty nineteen. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he gave up four right at the end of the match. Yeah. If I remember. He was up yes. down. Uh man. Also, Anthony said he just might jump over someone this weekend. Yeah, he might. Because we, we put the, a clip of him jumping over somebody, and he said, I just might. Yeah. Well, and so then in that in that U.S. Open, uh, Anthony Valencia beat uh, Logan Massa 4-4 four to four for third place. Uh, Wick actually got knocked out by Jared Freyer 10-9. I remember round 12. that match. I that actually remember that match, yeah. Okay. Bracky, who are you going to pick here, dude? Man, I want to pick Ryan Deacon, but... Pick him. Don't be scared, homie. Yeah. Put him out there, dude. I'll take... Uh, I would do it if I were you. I'll take Logan Massa over Hayden Hydley. Ooh, he loves the hoagie bros. I actually think uh, being uh, on the other side of the bracket helps Hayden out. I don't disagree at all. I think Hayden's super interesting in this bracket. I I mean, him versus Valencia, I could see him getting just completely blown through and lose. Oh, I or cannot. I could see – I could see – dude, come on. Or I could I see can't. Him, you can't see that? When is he even blown through? Yeah, when? I, he just – I mean, it just doesn't happen. I can see him just shutting Anthony completely down. Yeah, I mean, that's more likely. Didn't uh, – Hidley wrestled. Who did he wrestle in the U.S. Open Finals when he made? Chamberlain. Chamberlain. And yeah. it was really competitive, right? It was like 2-1. Mm-hmm. Right, but yeah. I- I'm looking. That blow-through-you guy wasn't, I think, around. for. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a place where that happens, but yes. I can also very much see uh, Hayden just controlling him with an underhook and – him not being able to get to his double leg from from space. That's what I see. Yeah. But then you got him beating Wick, Wick too. Yeah. How does that yeah. match go? I mean, that's probably the same thing. He probably, uh, Evan, Evan's a high-volume attacker, so he probably tries to shut him down um, is what I would venture to guess, right? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Man, I kind of like that. Massa over Hydley. And if he makes the finals, he can absolutely beat Massa. I mean, after if you beat if you beat Valencia and Wick back to back, absolutely. I'm looking. Okay, so Hydley went through uh, Pammy Pantelio to make the finals in 2018. Whoa. Ryan Deacon took fifth that year. He beat Hydley or Pantelio, who's very good at freestyle. He'll mm-hmm. blow through you. He also. Um, Hayden made a uh, U23 team and beat Deacon in 2 out of 3 to do Last it. Last second yep. takedown. Man, you almost yep. swung me on, on all things. I'm going I'm going to go Massa over over Valencia. Yes, all right. I got, but I have to that means I have to trust Valencia for basically an entire tournament. Which <laughs> <laughs> I'm on, every pick I make, I regret it immediately. All right, hang on. Let's. So, 
Don't worry I, about I wasn't it. writing our picks down. I need. We need I'll to do you, this. I'll tell you Sunday. No, nope, nope. Right now, fifty-seven kilos. I didn't. I was slacking. So CP took uh, Vito over uh, Cruz. Vito over Cruz. Vito over right. Zane. Yes. Zane. Okay. And then sixty-five. I think we all had. McKenna over Ironman. McKenna yep. over Ironman. So that's not happening. So we, we all, all got that, that one wrong. We all oh picked it. We all got it wrong. And but, then, but on the over two and a half. Um, I think. What'd you say? Oh, and then we, oh yeah, the two and a half. Yeah, and you took the under. Yeah, I took the under. Y'all took the over. Yeah. Okay, I got it. And then, um, Ben, who are you taking here? You took, taking like Massa I'm, over Lavalle or something. Mass. Wick over Massa. Yes. Totally happened. You couldn't get you couldn't get Lavalle in the mix too. <laughs> <laughs> well, he lost quarters to Wick. Oh yeah, shoot! If only they split those two up. Could have a all been oh, my final God. there. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Will you shut up, man? <laughs> also, while we're uh, while we're talking about the Hadley brothers from the Bader show yesterday, and it was really awesome. Um, those guys are great, oh. and uh, they talked about uh, they did a lot of play wrestling this summer. Um, nice. So I feel like play wrestling for them is them like punching each other in the face. <laughs> like, well, it was funny. They talked about it, how hard it was for them. And uh, they said like they would do it for like an hour. And they'd be like, did we just even like work out? Like what? What was that? <laughs> like, I can still feel um, my arms and legs. Yeah. And they talked about uh, some of their celebrations. It was just a really good interview. Those guys are a lot of fun. They are. They are that. So 74 is going to be fun. 86, though. My gracious. Man, eighty six guys. I didn't realize that um, Venz and Labriola got entered. I don't know why, but I think they're really interesting at the eleven and the twelve. Absolutely, they are. Uh, right? So, yeah, yes, hey, in- incredibly interesting. And, and as we look at the top twelve, Nate Jackson, Gabe Dean, Trent Hydley, Brett Farr, Drew Foster, David McFadden, Taylor Lujan, Max Dean, Rocky Elam. Devin Skaska, Mike Labriola, Taylor Vince. I'm not sure. What did Elam do? He made a junior world team, correct? He made a junior world team? Didn't he? Is he the one? He's not the one that made the finals, though, right? The Elam. No, well, is, his older he, brother, Zach, made the junior world final. He, world. Right, Rocky has not made a team. Yeah, I don't understand it. I, I don't – feels like Elam at the nine is a little high. It's It's weird. Very weird. I mean, Taylor Vins, the All American, well, Labriola, Scott's all those American. guys. Are cool. Yeah. I mean, so what did he make? The, did he win Fargo? Then was that what it was? Is Brian Smith on this seating committee too? <laughs> don't, don't even start, Kyle's. <laughs> I think he won Fargo like two years ago. Elam. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Fargo. I mean, I. So Nate, I guess, is is the. I, and also of note, no Miles Martin in this, which I thought he had registered. He did. He but did register. He's not in the preseeds, which makes me think he is not going. Ben Rocky Elam, last Fargo you went to wrestled your boy Parker Keckeisen for third. Dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Parker beat him. So this Yeah, so Parker should be seated ahead of Rocky Elam. He's not even seated. Yeah, why Parker's not seated? What the heck? Double dang, Brian Smith. Do something now. Dang it, Brian Smith. Get Brian Smith fire him. <laughs> Stop firing people. So much fun. I really wish I could. 
Technically, you could. You could just be firing. There could be crazy turnover at Aspen Wrestling Academy. <laughs> so some guys that are not seated that are interesting. Uh, Andrew Morgan from Campbell. Parker Keckheisen, who we just mentioned. Um, who else? That could be it. Also, apparently, up. Andrew Morgan got a six year. That's awesome. So he'll be back next year. He's top 10 guy at 184. Good for the camels. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hunter Boland's not seated. Oh, yeah. Watch yeah. out for him. Yeah. Floyd County, stand up. Okay, so who, who are we going here, uh, Benjamin? This is. I'm trying to figure out why Rocky Elam seated so high because I am also now confused. Like you I guys already solved are. this for you, Ben. If there's ever a has- tiger seed that we can't understand, we understand. <laughs> Well, it's more like because you said you know Hunter Boland, who was number two in the NCAA, or Parker Keckheisen beat him in the third place match. Why aren't those guys seated? I'm very confused by this. I I am similarly confused, but it's okay. I, and they could change. Okay. You know, there might be a seating meeting uh, on I'm Friday or something. Parker Keckheisen over Rocky Ula. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, Put it down. Those are, those I'm are his picks. Kidding. Parker's got to he's got he's got to prove it. I think you know what I think he could get in the money in this one and all American start building his way up. Um, for real, I'm going to choose. Uh, man, I'm going to choose Gabe Dean over Nate Jackson, and then we're going to try to find a way to get them some heat, and then they're going to rematch in the first round of the 195 pound tournament. I like that. I'm I'm looking. Is how I actually like Nate's path to make the finals. It's it's a yeah. it's a good one because he'll get the Dean Elam winner, so he could wrestle both Dean brothers. We'll have a sore neck on a Monday morning. So Elam versus Dean, you got to figure Dean wins that one. Max Dean, we have to clarify. Yeah. Then he would get the uh, Foster Far winner. That's kind of an interesting matchup. Far. Far's... Far had a really good senior nationals in December. Yes. But he just took the loss to uh Oh yeah, Bronicle. Yeah, yep, thank you. That's yeah. Not, not... That was alarming. I mean the Bronicles are good, but Brett Far's at NCAA finalist. This is a guy that like and it... legitimately pushed Jaden Cox in a match. And it didn't match with I'm gonna look up his result. I was looking at him last night. Um it just didn't match with his results he had in December. I mean you you there's a little Corona tax there with with everyone, but that. But December was that the one where he made the finals against um, Kyle Moore? Is that Hayden Zilmer? That was Zilmer. So he he tech fall Drew Foster. He lost to Alex Deeringer two to one. Yeah. Um. Hey. And then he he drops down. He beats Max Dean. He beats Nick Heflin. He beats Aaron Brooks. What? And what? then uh, he got teched by Deeringer for third. But he, he does that. That's a run though, dude. Fart. Well, first of all, Far Foster is going to be a really fun match in that quarter. Yeah, it was seven, 17 to six. Was wasn't Nate Jackson in that bracket? Nate Jackson was in that bracket. And did uh, Brett Far not outplace him? He did. So why is he behind him? That's the, the last competition. It was at eighty six. That doesn't make any sense. Ben, explain Wait, yourself. What's the name of that, that? The name of the December term was not the US Open. What is it called? Senior right Nationals. Third? Senior Nationals. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. What was? <laughs> what did Nate do at at Senior Nationals? Uh, Nate was seventh, I believe. 
Yes, he was seventh. Forfeit over Heflin for seventh. What did he do prior? That like who were his wins and losses? Yeah, one sec. So he lost to Zahid Valencia three to two. Yeah, that on the front happened. side, which he did. Was, look, he, he looked almost, great that match. Man, he was either winning late or was on a winning takedown late. He almost beat Zahid. And then in the oh, concert yeah, quarters, he lost to Sammy Brooks, so he dropped to seventh, where he got the win over Heflin by forfeit. Twenty to ten. That's like a Bills Pats game. This he's done this twice against Sammy Brooks. He gets up like nine zero or eight zero, and then gets neck falled. <laughs> he had uh, his first round match against Pete Renda was totally insane. Also, yeah, Pete Renda. He came back. Good. He was a whole big. He came back. Let's see. He was down eleven to two and came back and won twelve to two. Nate Jackson, great guy. I don't understand why he's the one seed here. Brett Favre exists. If they're if they're hitting Brett Favre for losing on the rumble on the rooftop. So Kozak is saying that uh, Jackson beat Favre at Bill Farrell. But Senior but Nationals was, was more recent. Before this Senior National. Kozak, don't cover up for, this, for your botched seating job here. <laughs> don't don't try to cover your tracks. We're on to you, Kozak. I know what you're doing. And Coney Arnold just said Favre was asked to compete in Chicago like 10 days prior. wasn't really training. I can confirm. That did not look like Brett Favre that I know. Yeah, but you would not count the rumble on the rooftop against the man. There's no, no way. It, listen, it, any matches in parking lots, I That's don't absurd. count. Just by outside in the summer. Outside ah. in the summer on parking garages. I've been very consistent on that throughout my career. Uh, <laughs> dude, Favre is kind of like a sneak. I kind of think it's going to be Dean over Favre. Well, so, uh, but. Yeah, how are they going? What if they change the seating because they're listening to the show, Christian? And you're, and you're, you know, you made sense to them, and there you go. Well, that's the that's the power of the media. There you go. Yeah, this this Sammy Brooks match is um, this is wild because he literally almost tech balled him, but then he literally almost got tech balled. Damn, uh, Nate Jackson injured off the whole match. Does not only portions of matches. He did. He did get tech balled twenty to ten, I believe. No, no, no! I'm saying against against uh, Pete Renda. Oh. Against Pete Renda, he was losing eleven to two and came back and won twelve to twelve to eleven. That was the reverse First round. Brooks. That was the reverse, the reverse Nate. <laughs> reverse. Uh, yeah. So this, I feel like it could change for sure. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go in light of that. The trip down memory lane for Brett Farr. I mean. So hanging with Daringer, a, a win over Aaron Brooks is like really legit. That, that guy's yeah. fantastic at freestyle. Made his Millie legitly. There you go. And he had another. What was his other good win? Oh, Nick Heflin. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Dean over Brett Favre, the legendary quarterback. <laughs> Two legendary quarterbacks because Gabe Dean was a total beast. High he school, was high school yeah. quarterback. He like really wanted to play football in in college. Yeah, and uh, at, so at the at the 2019 U.S. Open, the April one, how, he lost to far lost 12-9 to Keflin, but he beat Bonacorsi, Max Dean, Miles Martin, and then he lost to Sammy Brook, seven to three. Far did this? Yes, so at the, in April 2019. So he beat Miles Martin too. Yeah, I get, dude, far. I'm team Let's far see, here. 80s. It's Dean over far. Far more hot cocks. Yep, that was a great oh semifinal. My it's in my, uh... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, in 2019, uh, Farr outplays Jackson. Uh, Farr was fourth. Jackson was fifth. Um, that was Downey one, Heflin second, Brooks third, uh, Farr fourth. That was in 2019. 
I do feel like Nate might match up better against Gabe Dean. Than Brett Favre. Yeah. Yeah, Wait. What? Did Favre... Who am I... Did Favre beat Gabe Dean at Vegas one year? I he might have. He should have. He can, I think he can, U.S. Open. No, no, no. Sorry. By Vegas, I mean the Cliff Keen variety back in like 20... 16 or so. You can't count 2016. That's, that's, come on. I'm dude. not that's counting it for seeding. I'm counting it for, we're discussing the, a potential matchup. Uh, I really thought they hit in Vegas. Cliff King lost Vegas one year. It was the year where Dean had a really tough. Tried Vegas. to sneak it by me. He was in there as Gabriel Dean. Gabriel. Nice try. Gabriel. <laughs> um, it was very controversial <laughs> at the end. There must be something because I think there was a the video I just saw was was this two or two for who or something like that. Yeah. So okay, he's wrestled him tough before, so maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going Dean over Far. I am too. I've convinced myself. Wow. Well, what's what's Ben doing? Did he say? Didn't Kek- I say Kekaisen I... over Dean? No, he said uh, <laughs> Dean over Nate Jackson. Okay. But I do feel like the seeding could be changed. Like, how do you see hit, hit, uh, Trent Hidley over Brett Farr when Farr's placed at two U.S. Opens in 2019 and, and Hidley placed at zero? They're taking – to me, it seems like they're clearly valuing age-level medals, which Gabe – But that's kind of silly. I mean, the U.S. Opens obviously should take preference over the freaking junior trials and junior results. I think they – yeah, I don't know. Because – Trent was silver, right? Junior World Silver? Bronze. Bronze. Bronze, oh. yeah. And then as was Gabe Dean. Correct. So I, I don't know. but we're, we're talking, Are we talking about Gabe Dean's junior world level medals? <laughs> the man's like 27. What what base? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, there's, I'm trying to find the basis for him to be there. His last freestyle tournament was, was 2017 yeah i did a little article on 86 kilograms last night uh when he wrestles saturday it will have been 1200 days since his last match exactly exactly 12 uh 1260 okay oh my god he beat uh tim dudley for seventh with the last second takedown Dang. i feel like brett far should be the two seed here i think you move move everyone down i think you far it too and then slide everyone, right, slide Dean and Hidley down. That's the only thing that really makes sense here. Far should be the one. Well, I, mean, I, could, I could, well, so your argument against Far against Jackson is that Jackson beat him in 2019. The argument for Far is that Far placed higher at both U.S. Opens in 2019. Yeah. I mean. That's the argument. You're choosing okay. one over the other. If, okay, hypothetically, if Jaden and Ironman lost to, Yanni in a duel, and then he goes and places him higher at NCAAs significantly. Okay, you're right. I put, I would put Far number one. I put Far one, Jackson two, Dean three, Hidley four. Just flip that all around. To use it, use the Tony Ramos quote. It's not my fault he never made it this far. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not he didn't place higher at one U.S. Opens. Christian he placed higher at two U.S. Opens in 2019. Yeah. Even the tennis U.S. Open, I think he he beat him in that one too. What about golf? No, not golf. No, he can't beat. Hey, USPGC this week. That's the biggest disc golf tournament on the planet. Just in case you're wondering. I was wondering. I was just about to ask if you had any 
Um, When's Paul going to start covering disc golf? You guys are making me mad. I've been trying to do that for like a decade. Next week. Yeah, this week we're going to start it. No, next week. <laughs> next week. Yeah, next week. Yep. Well, if we do, you know you'll you'll be our first phone call there, I'm sure. Boom. Okay, we're at 86. Now we go to 97. Where Kyle Snyder got the one here. That's good good for him. I mean, I'm going to do something crazy and I'm going to go um Snyder over Zilmer in this one. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Snyder over Colin Moore because Colin mm-hmm. Moore all but beat oh. Hayden Zilmer. If I'm Wait, remembering did he 10-0, actually? Now I'm remembering that. It was 8 or 9-0 at one point. Yeah. He's going to shut the door this time. Colin Moore will. That's that's my opinion. That was a totally strange, a very good match. Great match. For, Hayden Zilmer's outstanding. Jack Pine Savage. The Jack Pine Savage, as, as we know, know him. But I, I think Colin gets it this time. Are there? There's going to be some interesting quarters here. Colin Moore, Ty Walls quarter. Uh, Hayden Zilmer, Tim Dudley quarter. Um, okay, those are the interesting ones. Lucas Davison versus what? Ben Honus. Man, this Colin Moore Zilmer match. Oh, it was Ty Walls second round, or round round of sixteen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Schultz versus Honus could be interesting though. Yes. I like that one, Schultz Honus. The, the Colin Moore Hayden Zilmer match, it was it was ten to two, and Colin Moore had a leg lace ready to end it, and mm, uh, yes. Zilmer was able to get his head out of bounds, and oh, they yeah. stopped it, and then Moore rolled him through. It would have ended it, and then he ended up losing. Dang it! Uh, crazy match. This there's a, there's some dudes here. Nino Bonacorsi at ninety seven, by the way. So I guess he's going. He, we already, they, yeah, we, we confirmed that, right? Yeah, yeah. So he big, big. Um, but yeah, all right. Who are you picking, Bracky? I'm taking Kyle Snyder over. It doesn't matter. Uh, Colin Moore. Okay. Yeah, I'll say he finished against Zilmer this time. Kozak saying placement at a tournament isn't criteria over head to head, which doesn't totally make sense because you know obviously there's been a lot of scenarios where. Someone be someone in the wrestlebacks. You know, one guy places third, and the other guy places eighth. But the eighth place guy has a head-to-head win. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I think that's. I would disagree with that criteria. Oh, hey, and my man Scott Cleaver is is coming in hard too, and he's saying, "Well, if we're going to use junior world criteria, Lucas Davison exactly. as a junior world silver medal. So why is he so low? I don't know. That's what. Yeah, I don't know." Well, why is oh why would Nick Reenum be seated ahead of? Oh, although Nick Reenum did make final X, made final X. Or what about Jacob Woodley? He made a U twenty three final against Bo Nickel. Mm-hmm. But yeah. to me, a junior. I mean, if Junior Worlds is what got Trent and Gabe so high, I don't know why it doesn't help Lucas. Yeah, I mean Trent for sure because there's there's no nothing else you could point to for Trent that would put him that high. I mean Gabe Dean, you could say NCAA champion. You could say. Uh, U.S. Open place winner, but you can't really say that for Trent Hidley. The only thing you could say was the the Junior World Medal, and you could say the same thing for Lucas Davison. So why is Trent so high, but Lucas is so low? Yeah, I don't know. All right, so we're all going Kyle Snyder here over either Zilmer or Moore. All right, now heavyweight. Who did, who did Ben say? 
He said over Zilmer. Over Zilmer, and you said more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then we go to heavyweight, where I just don't want to get yelled at by Don Bradley this time. That's basically my main goal of senior nationals. So Don Bradley yelled at you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you were sitting oh, next to me when that happened. That. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he, he's a peaceful man. He would not hurt you, Christian. He's a very, I like Don Bradley a lot. Spent a decent amount of time with him. He's a good guy. He's just really fired up. So Don Bradley, Mason Paris, Yusuf Hamida, David Tate Orndorff, Tanner Hall, Trent Hilger, Jordan Wood at the seven. Pretty salty. Danny Che, Derek White, Zach Elam, Mario Carinti, A.J. Nevels, hey, who is double entry. Zach Elam would be another uh, junior world silver that's all the way down there at 10. Right. So it doesn't really make sense. They must not really be using that as a criteria. I don't know. John Kozak, who knows what his excuse will be for this one. Is John Kozak actually going to do the scene, or are you just messing around? I'm just messing with him. <laughs> okay. I'm doing a little, that, little Chael P have... thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know who's the damn seating. Yeah. It's Kozak, like I said. Uh, so, I man, Mason Paris is super interesting here. Junior world champ. I don't know how you handicap this. Uh, potential matchup. I think Dom does actually match up decently against Mason, although there's that just total freak of nature factor that Mason seems to have. But as I said on Twitter, and I'm not going back on it, I'm going Dom over Mason. But Mason Paris. Oh, I thought you were going, go, you were going Mason over Dom. No. Like I said, I'm, I don't want to get yelled at again. So, okay. And I believe in Dom Bradley. Hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm also. I'm gonna go the same because I think at some point Mason will probably get over the hump, but it's just not yet. I think Dom probably shuts it down. I'm gonna go like a four three 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 win, something like that. I'll get yelled at by Dom. I'll take Mason. He's right here, Kyle Bracky, Dom Bradley <laughs> hater. I'm be wearing my mask. He won't be able to recognize me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so there it is. We've made our picks. Those are our selections. Going to be a very exciting couple days in Coralville, Iowa. And why don't we get to some questions? Let's do it. Okay. Um, City Wrestling Guy. I like the two pieces of who's number one. Thank you. Now that two pieces have been around a few years, what is our opinion of them? Ben, why don't you start this one? Um, You know what? They're, They're just not catching on. And... You know, I, I don't really know why. I can tell you unequivocally um, from uh, getting people in wrestling, like that barrier to entry that is at, at a middle school level, uh, high school level, it's definitely an issue. Um, it's not going to solve all of our problems. It's going to give us just a little easier time getting people out. Um, but for whatever reason, it's not catching on, and we've been trying to force it down people's throat for about, I don't know, six years. Um, I'm thinking back to the Dayton Fix Suriano. That was Feels like a long time ago now. Um, I just don't think it's going to catch on. But I think you never see it at the youth level, right? Like it's always um, I that. Mean, really, never. Besides, like Wolvens is pretty much it. I, I know, but we. I mean, that's even high school. By then, the kids have been wrestling in singlets for years. Years. I really think it's got to be a movement starting at the youth level, and it just well, doesn't happen there. It's not the it's not the um, 
It's not the people who've already wrestled. It's not the issue with them. It's because people have never wrestled, and there there are there is a fairly large contingent that starts in middle school and or high school. Um, there's probably a, a very large number of those, and that's the kind of people it's affecting. Yeah. Um, well, my opinion. I think when you're really young, guys, when you're really really young, like you don't even think about it. you just do whatever your no. parents says. When you're seven years old, you don't really think about what outfit you're wearing. You just do whatever your parent tells you. I, that's like what I'm saying. If you put them in two piece, then like yeah. it'll be more like, yeah, this is this is what I've been doing since I was a kid. This is what wrestlers yeah. do. This is, um, but they're not, and they're in singlets, and they're like, okay, well, I have to wear a singlet. This is what I'm supposed to do, and this is what everyone else does. Yeah, but I think when you're coming into it, middle school, you've never done it, and you're considering it, and then you see that's the uniform. That's a it's a different thing. It Did is. you? Um, do you guys see Ivan's tweet the other day? What'd he say? What'd he say? It says, uh, the junior freestyle squad during first training camp in Worlds in Sochi. Pay attention to new uniform. Ooh. So what's wow. he saying? But look, it has their names, it has weight classes. I like and it. And I think we've kind of, at least I've heard rumblings of UWW uh, getting away from the singlet. That would be big. So maybe... I know, uh, I know Foley was a big proponent of the... Shorts and rash guard. Obviously, we are at Flow. I think I think they're great. These are what guys practice in primarily. Some guys practice in singlets, but in general, you're practicing in sweatshirt and shorts or yeah. shorts and, and a t-shirt. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think it's any sort of a barrier or a encumbrance in the match, right? I think we've seen that. And if anyone grabs the shirt, they could have grabbed the singlet just as well. Uh, yeah, the Iowa people lost their minds with the Ayala thing. He's like, this is why we wrestle in singlets. It's like, I mean, we've been doing this who for... That, that, huh? Who, who lost their mind? All the Iowa wrestling fans that were Ayala um, fans Dude, on Twitter. Show them and Dennis Sargouche. Yeah. He literally... That's it. Yeah. It, you, can, you can cheat... Um, very easily happens. Yeah, if you gra- you can grab anything. So yeah. yeah, don't don't blame the shirt. Also, we've been that was the seventh year. Who's number one has had uh, tops and bottoms. That's the first time I can ever remember seeing that happening. Yeah, and then we've done it at Flow Nationals mm-hmm. for years. I mean, and... I IL was very clearly trying to grab his shirt. There's yes. not really any argument about that. And there's no argument. It was and very... he got penalized, and so it's all good. Yeah, it's all good, and he won the match anyways. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with the shirt. Um, the only thing that would have prevented it if there was no shirt or singlet, just a shirtless individual, which I don't think is. Yeah. We tried, we tried that, too. To- yeah. It did not work. They were too slippery. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. It's um, really weird. I think MMA, with MMA, you have the gloves, and that takes away some of the slipperiness. But with no shirt, yeah, they were just way too slippery. It was not good. Very slippery. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, they look great, and uh, we will continue to do them and hope that, um, you know, the changes continue to happen. But, you know, you see it in college some. You know, Edinburgh will, will do it from time to time. Edinburgh uh, did it. Maryland pretty much used that as their yeah, Maryland primary does. competition. Uh, and I know Coach Clemson's a big proponent of the two-piece. And so, yeah, and uh, more states are um, okaying it and saying you can do it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, how many matches do we expect to have on the November card with JB Zahid? I would say seven-ish, maybe, around in there. Yeah, nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, more I think that sweet spot, that sweet spot's like an hour and a half, two hours, and it's kind of the perfect time for the card. Um, that's what I would be shooting for. So I, I, I like, you know, seven I could get down with. Four to six I think is really, really nice. I think that's one of, like, soccer's big advantages. Like, it's like two hours, you're done every time, no matter what. I think people really like that. I and agree. I think it's something that wrestling – and you know what? A duel is perfect in that way, too. A 10-match t- college duel, two hours – yeah, you know, maybe throw in a ten minute intermission. Uh, it, those are those are the things that are very viewer friendly for for fans. Agreed. Can we talk about Bo's Instagram post from last week? Um, it's well, what do you mean last? I mean last week, one week ago. I thought you guys were going to talk about the one where him and uh, uh, Gable went back and forth. Was that yesterday? What? I didn't see this. Yeah, he said, he said, who should I wrestle next? And Gable said, me. And he said, you want some of this, big boy? <laughs> I think it's But I'm in for it if they're not. Well, I wonder if that's, that'll be on their next Nittany Lion thing. That would be fantastic. Who do you think wins that? Gable? Yes. He's oh, bigger. I see what you're saying. One, he's way bigger. Two, very reasonably could be better. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's him with a giant, giant portrait of a a deer or elk. I think it's an elk. It could be an elk. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, do you have? Are you jealous of the fine art that Bo, Bo Nickel appears to be collecting, Ben? Um, no, I, I would not put that in my house. Um, I'm not much of an artwork collector. You know what? I, I'm surprised that you guys didn't bring up actually is um, Shimizu on the horse. I thought you guys were gonna bring that up. Ooh, I love that. I love Chimizo on the horse. A lot of the the best of the best are riding horses. Sajalayev, big horse guy. Now Chimizo's joined the mix. Aaron Pico loves horses. So his dad still owes him a horse. His dad still owes him a horse. <laughs> which is interesting. That's too funny. So yeah, um, not gonna get any giant elk in, in the Askin house, I guess. No. No, Bracky's the art guy of of the group. Yeah, that I mean that that painting is majestic AF. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Bo Bo's not a fan of the shirts, huh? No, I love it. Uh, top is always popped. Yeah, that's funny. No, nah, I, I don't know anything about art, man. Can Kyle Bracky comment on why he has not had an alien hour about Devil Baby? I was not aware of Devil Baby wow. until you sent me this, but uh, it's definitely going in the queue. I had it. I had a good one uh, for last week that maybe we'll get to while, while Ben's on because I want him on for this next one uh, tomorrow oh. if we can get to it. We we had a really busy show last Thursday, um, but it it can go in the queue for sure. Okay, Devil Baby. A woman gave birth to a child who was fathered by the devil. Kind of a reverse Jesus situation. <laughs> <laughs> that baby sounds like it really sucks. Um, <laughs> So, anyways, we'll it to, sounds I'll, like it's a real Bar- Harley Jarvis. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, Cody Arnold. Does Chael choosing Bubba to wrestle Nolf mean their history is water under the bridge, or is this further punishment of Bubba and, or it's further punishment and Bubba just doesn't realize it yet? Man, I, I think it's I both. Bubba, yeah, I don't know why he's wrestling Jason Nolf. Bubba hasn't wrestled in many years. Jason Ulf is both very, very good and, and I would assume much larger than Bubba would be my guess. You know, Bubba fought down, I think he was fighting at 145 pounds. Um, and Jason now is permanently wrestling at 
163 pounds. I got to assume there's going to be a size discrepancy as well. Yeah, there's a size, there's a skill discrepancy. It's 100% a, punishment. It's punishment. <laughs> I don't know how he tr- – he's – I think Kale somehow tricked him. There was some violation of team rules that he had to <laughs> he had to come back and, and do a grind match against Jason. Elf. No, I think it. Pro- I don't think Bubba and Kale would do this if there was still serious beef. Yeah, unless there's like a lot of money involved. But yeah, I I can't see this match. How this match is remotely competitive. You you mentioned Bubba hasn't wrestled in a while. He also doesn't fight much either. He has like. Two fights in the last three years or something. I was looking that at that. Um, you, dog? Yeah, let me look, let me look real quick. I know he was fighting for that uh, Middle Eastern promotion. I think it's called Brave, maybe. It now says Kings MMA. That's his. Wait, well, yeah, that's his association. I don't know what that is. So he had a a win. Yeah, that, that's who. Yeah. So he had a, one match in 2019, July. He had one match in 2018. Uh, September of 2018. Then he had yeah. two in 20, uh, 2017. So he does not fight much. I thought Bubba was going to be good. I thought Bubba was going to be like yeah. next level MMA. I'm like, this dude. Yeah. I mean, in his his defense, um, he, he only lost – well, he lost the one early fight in Bellator that was to a not very good guy. But the other guy he lost to, he lost to him twice. George Karakanyan is pretty good. He was a um, – PFL champion, and he's been really competitive. But yeah, I mean that Bubba, I mean never turned the corner. And that I also thought he was going to be um, better than he is. He also lost to Ali Bagoff. I'm not familiar yeah. with. I don't know much about him. He's probably from um, Pakistan. They have a lot of good fighters. That is for they sure. Do. That they do. Also, we have the picture of uh, Chimis on the horse. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh my gosh. He looks so cool. Supposed to be a cowboy for sure. Yeah. What a look. This guy. Does he also? I have a more important Frank Chimiza. Does a photographer follow this guy around at all times? He has a new Instagram post every day. These are look like professional fo- photographs. Come on, that's an iPhone. You think that's an iPhone? Probably. Yeah, they're really good. I mean, Christian, really do you remember how good an iPhone is? Yeah. You guys. Are freaking taping a portion of your event with an iPhone? I mean, you got that little, the one that's on the ceiling. Um, yeah, it goes from side to side. That's an iPhone, and it looks like super, super good. I know. Crazy. Technology, technology is the future. <laughs> okay. Uh, from Kurt Arnold's Arnoldson. Uh, if you're up by three and opponent picks down, why would you let him up? Would it not be better to ride him and tire him out? Yeah, well, that happened in um, that happened in uh, who's number one? I don't recall which match it was right now, but yeah, essentially, you're he needs to do two things to to tie the matchup, and those two things would be escape and then take you down would tie the matchup. So I don't know why you would give him half of that equation. I mean, the only thing that would come to my mind would be if you have a stall warning. And you're likely to get another one, then you don't want to get that because then that gives him a point. If he gets to escape, that's another point. And then if he gets to take down, he, he wins. It's no longer a tie, right? And so in the other case, if you just let him go and he takes you down, then it's tied. Then you have to get an escape to win, um, and you feel confident about your bottom skills. Obviously, that's that's not bad. So I don't know why you would do that unless you were worried about getting a stall call. Yeah, I don't I didn't understand it either. Um, 
What man was that? What man was that? Was it? I don't know why I want to say it was Peterson because it definitely wasn't. But um, wasn't? I don't think it was him. I don't. I, I don't either. I don't Nor do I. Okay. I don't recall. Yeah. Don't Racky recall. doesn't remember. It might not have happened. Okay. Um, what's your favorite Van Halen song? R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen. I'll have to look this up. I don't know. Oh, Mr. Would ACDC, you're... you don't have any uh, Van Halen songs? Listen, Bill Rudis makes Van Halen t-shirts. <laughs> They're not a real band. Uh, so mine would be uh, Right Now. Um, I think that's the name of the song. Th- this mm-hmm. song, it's the one that starts with the piano. Oh, I and so I... I first experienced this song at a JMU, James Madison, basketball camp in, like, fourth grade. And they, they sat us in, like, the media room, and they put up, like, this JMU highlight with this song, which I definitely never heard before. I think it was the first time I, like, experienced adrenaline from just, like, watching something. I remember just being so incredibly pumped up watching this video. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm ready to, like, run through a brick wall in, like, fourth grade. And then I later broke my freaking arm in, in that camp. So that doesn't really have anything to do with anything, but it, something, it definitely happened. Uh, so, yeah, that, that would be my favorite Van Halen song. I don't have any. I'll... Oh, my gosh. Jump? I would say right now, too. You really got me? Right now. Which is a cover? Panama. Right now is Ooh, really, really, really go. good one. Okay. Uh, well, on that somber note, let's... Oh, okay, wait, hold on, one more. Dylan Morrison. Oh. Dake and Taylor have one, and you, as in me, have two. Uh, but is it after having a third child, is get, giving JB the dad bod now? JB's got a dad bod? Where? I don't freaking I seriously it. doubt he has a dad bod. I think it's just the fact that he's wrestling at 185 yeah. pounds. Oh, God. Man, third kid, I'll tell you. Christian, you don't have a third kid, right? You only have two. No, just the two. Dude, the third kid, especially my little butt face won't go to sleep at night. Oh, my God. Third kid's way harder. See, that's why I, we're, we're stuck at two uh, probably for good. We got two great sleepers, well-behaved. <laughs> they're, they're a lot of fun. So why well, roll the dice on, on a little hellion? This face yeah, is. I, the thing is, right now I'm going to stand up to the uh, – now when he gets made, he goes, I'm mad. <laughs> oh yeah, man, he is. <laughs> He's freaking hilarious. That is funny. Speaking of uh, Van Halen, uh, Space says the best song is "Hot for Teacher." <laughs> oh, okay, I'll go with that one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, there's always that teacher. Oh, Kozak just had his third daughter. He's in the best shape of his life. Dang! All right, John. Sick, Brad. Hey, how about instead of bragging about your bod, <laughs> you get these seeds right, John? Do it, John, or you're fired. <laughs> it's back on the hot Ben's, seat. Ben's going to fire you for a job you don't even know you have yet, uh, Kozak. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, that's a little happier, a little more fun. Children, and JB does not have a dad bod, and I never said it, Jordan. Um, so, yeah, hey, we'll be back tomorrow. More Senior Nationals talk. Metcalf, episode three, the final installment. It's up on the site right now. It's on the site. Stop listening to us. You can stop right now. I won't say anything substantive after this point. 
Thank you for listening. Please be back tomorrow. We'll discuss more. Ben will be back for a little bit, and we'll do other things. It's going to be great. Happy Wednesday. Racky and I are going to get breakfast tacos. Easy.